You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 124. Hey, you guys, I'm so excited to be joined again with the one and only Peyton Matthews, who was actually just on a little while ago. As you've heard, she's becoming a regular. It's now the Chelsea and Peyton show. Welcome. I love it. I love being here. I love getting <laughs> to talk Thank you for joining you. me again. And today, we're, I'm excited because, as you know, Peyton went to Utah Valley University and just graduated as the first round of event planner um, degree with the event planner degree. And it's really exciting to get to know her and to kind of compare notes. I feel like we should give a little backstory on how you and I met. Yeah. Because y'all are going to be surprised. Did we talk about that already? We kind of did. I kind of, kind of a little bit, but... It was basically me stalking you on Instagram. <laughs> well, didn't you come to a Dirty Licious yes. class first? Yes, okay. so, I did. So as you know, my other side, my other business that I have is Dirty Licious Dance Fitness, which is Sexy Dance Fitness. And oh she fun. lives here in Utah, was coming to the class. We mm-hmm. met that way. And then found me online was like, oh my gosh, event planner. I'm an event planner too. And then there you go. Yes, that is. That's AI. pretty much how it happened. Yeah, so um, I love that Peyton – just barely graduated because I feel like when I went to school, it's all fresh on your mind. Mm-hmm. And then you start working and doing things yeah. and getting married and having kids and <laughs> it all fades away. It becomes like a big ball of, you know, like I think the education's in there somewhere, but it's so fun talking to her because it's so fresh on her mind and the concepts that she's learned. It's really interesting to speak to someone who has the, you know, college event planning education versus somebody who's like scrappy and like, I'm figuring this out as I'm going. And I'm like, you know, we're, I'm going to make this work. And it's really cool how much overlap mm-hmm. and things that we have connected on that we're like, yeah, that's actually, that's totally like right on. Mm-hmm. Um, like as we've been going through some of these things, we've gone through her course, hand, what, not your handbook. What would you call it? Just like the curriculum. The, yeah. Yeah, the curriculum. The, about the, right. the yeah. textbook. The textbook. Thank you. I'm like, see, this is what I'm talking about. I'm like, I haven't been to college for 10 years. I don't remember. You you know, it's it's so interesting to read an event planning textbook. And I would never have even thought to like go back to school just because I'm so deep into already planning events. And reading, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it right. Good. Oh my gosh. You yeah, know? You're doing fantastic. You're everything. Saying, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so nice because you, you really do feel like I'm just like making this up as I go. And you get your own methods. And so- it's fun to have somebody that, again, we can balance off of. So she went through um, one of my courses, the How to Write a Professional Event Proposal course, which I absolutely love to recommend to anyone who's interested in starting an event. Because if you're starting an event, this is really the first place. It's like you need to be able to get clients. Mm-hmm. And so it's a fun way to say, how would you like to make you know a couple hundred dollars in paying yourself for something you're probably doing for friends and family for free anyway? Yeah, I I love the course. I mean, I went to school and I think I learned even more than I probably learned. I mean, UVU was fantastic. It was great. I learned a lot. But the things that Chelsea has in this course, I think, really add more than just the cookie cutter. Like, hey, this is what you do for an event. It gave more how to be personable with your clients and how to really build that relationship from the get go. That's so nice. Thank you. I'm like, Aw. <laughs> keep saying nice things about me. I'm I like, let's keep going. I can keep <laughs> That's going. That's so nice. So in this course, I feel like I need to give a little preface. Like um, when I first started doing events, people would just say like, Hey, I want to do this. Like how much would that cost? And I would feel this pressure to be like, oh, okay, um, it's going to be this much. And then every time I'm freaking working for free, or paying out of my own pocket because I felt like 
I set a price. I need to commit to that mm-hmm. price. Yeah. And so what I developed on my own was a way to do a call with the client and figure out what it was that they wanted and then to write a proposal that had pricing based on what they wanted with my fee. And then like magic, I started making money doing events. Which you is, know? yeah, which is so smart. I mean, someone comes up to you and asks you how much. You I know. Go, all the pressure. Yeah, you're, you're like, like oh, yeah. I don't want you to think I'm charging too yeah. much. But well, you and, you're, and a lot of times they're just like, or they'll have a price in their mind. Like, I need it done for this. Can you do that? You're like, uh, yes. Well, yeah. And, then, clients, and so yeah. then you agree to a price before you even know what the heck you're even doing. Yes, exactly. And if you think about it logically, like, would you ever buy anything and not know what you were getting into? Like, would you buy a house without seeing it? Like, it's going to be this much you want to buy it. You're like, uh, yeah. Yeah, if it's a budget, why not? <laughs> sure. You know, you're like, okay. You know, like, these are things that you want to look into. So mm-hmm. tell me some of your thoughts going through it. Like, what stood out to you from the planning your own event proposal course? Um, so, I mean, starting with the discovery call, you mentioned don't email. Like, you can't get detailed information. That's so true. I mean, an email, I mean, emails are more detailed than text, but I mean, how many times do you get a text and you're like, I don't know what this person wants. I don't know. I mean, it's so much easier to talk to the person and actually get to know them, meet them, get their personality. I mean, you mentioned don't necessarily meet them in person, but have a phone call with them. I mean, you can get, you can kind of start vibing. I mean, talking to each other and getting to know each other that way. I think that is super smart. I mean, I think. Oh my gosh. You know, what's so funny is I feel like we live in a world of like texting and mm-hmm email. Yeah. And it's almost comfortable for younger generations. Like they don't want to get on the phone. They're always like, that's awkward. I'm like, what do you mean? It's awkward. How, (laughs) how are you expecting to be able to like envision someone's like deepest dream about their event goals with a text? Yeah. I don't, if people think that like, sometimes you get a text from somebody, you're like, wait, did she just mean that? And then literally you're like, oh, I didn't even realize that this, the inflection of how you're saying this, it was totally just like, yeah, not, it didn't mean anything. Like so many times texts are like, the end of relationships. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> how many times do you get in a little fight over you're something? Like, it's like they didn't even mean it that way, and you like, meant it like. I know. It's a joke, and you took it wrong. I'm so sorry. You know? It's so true. So with a client, it's like you, if you're smart and you're thinking through long game. I was talking about long game. You don't ever want somebody to just be a one time client. You yeah. want them to say, "Wow, you are the best event planner. Mm-hmm. I'm never gonna plan an event without you ever again." And boom, client for life. Yeah. That's so I goal. think having this call with them is so important to figure out exactly what they want Mm -hmm. um, and being able to ask the right questions. You know what I mean? I think that is so important. I mean, you touch on so many great things in that lesson and it was, I mean, what type of an event is it? Like that's a very important question because that will depend on the activities you have there. And then also asking the client, like, what are some things that you absolutely have to have at your event? What are the top three? Like, what are That's you- one of my favorite questions because it makes your job easy. And it's like, if you ask them straight up, like, mm-hmm. what are the three things that would make this a success mm-hmm. for you? It's like, you're going to win every time because usually if those things happen, they're like, oh, this was a perfect day. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, I really do like that question, but you also say, ask the client what they don't want there. And I, I mean, we'd never really talked about that at, in, at, U, at UVU in my course. I'm like, that is so smart. Like, what do you not want there? Like, what are the things that you can avoid that yeah, the tell, clients Just tell me. Like, and I it's think, the best because you don't have to mind read. Yeah. Like, what is something that, that is, you don't want there? I love that question. And thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, I thought when, that was super important. When I got married, you guys, um, I told my event planner that under no circumstances could they play the chicken dance song. I hate that song. <laughs> I don't like it. If you don't know what it is, it's na 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 na
It's the worst. Have you seen the new girl episode with the chicken dance song in it? Gosh. Oh my gosh. I love some Zoe Deschanel. She's so cute. Oh my gosh. Okay. But I told my event planner, I was like, we are not having that. Like if you have it, I will not pay you. And obviously like we had already paid like 50%. That's not going to happen. But I just was like, do not play this song. And it's hilarious because here's the part of the story that most people don't know is my cousins who were, you know, fun and great. They requested it. Oh my gosh. And she came up to me and she's like, Oh, the DJ came up to me and he's like, hey, somebody actually asked to play the chicken dance song. And I have a note here that says, do not play it. And I was like, do not play it. <laughs> and then they looked at me and they were like, please, can we please play it? I'm like, no, absolutely not. This is my wedding. This will ruin my wedding. I hate that song. Nothing is the epitome of like tacky yeah. more than that song. Yeah, no. Not a bad. You want to know the irony? <laughs> Here's the irony here. My daughter learned Love that it. song at school and loves it. Oh, my gosh. And loves it. And of now course. we like do it. As like rewards because now we're like homeschool lockdown, you know? So we're here homeschool. She's like, mom, if I get all my work done, will you dance with me? I'm like, sure. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, I can do this. Trolls. Trolls has a pretty good soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Trolls all And she's like, I want the chicken dance. She even has has the words. I don't want to be a chicken. I don't want to be a duck. Ready? I just want to be a kid. I'm like, (laughs) I love your school. Thank you for not saying, what is it? I don't want to be a chicken. Oh, I want to shake my butt is what it is. But at her school, they taught her, I just want to be a kid. (laughs) Anyway, so so we sing that and I'm just like, the irony of this whole situation, you know? I feel like that happens with most parents. I feel like everything that you can't, like my little brother, my mom can't stand hearing people chew food. My little brother eats with his mouth, his big mouth open. Seriously? It's just like, of course. Of course you do that. Like, like, it's fine. (laughs) She's just twitching at dinner. It's fine. I'm fine. Oh my gosh. Oh, so good. Okay. What's your next point? That was such a long tangent. Yes, it was. (laughs) I think it was worth it. I think communication style, like how does your client want to be contacted? Uh, yes. Like, this is such often, a good one. And how often? I such mean. a good one. I feel like the how often is the most important mm-hmm. question. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to event planners who are like, I'm still waiting to hear from my client. I'm like, oh, well, yes. when, how often can you communicate with them? They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you didn't ask? They're like, no, yeah. I didn't think about that. <laughs> so ask your client, yeah. like, hey, what's the best way to communicate and how often can I communicate with you? And they may be like, what? And say like, if I text you and I don't hear from you for 12 hours, like what's appropriate for me to reach back out mm-hmm. and, and to say, hey, I'm following up on this. Yeah. Because I, mean, I don't ever want a client that's like, you are so annoying. But yeah. at the same time, like to get my job done, I have to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a little like, you know, mm-hmm. visual in my mind that's like task, client approval, next task, client yes. approval, next yeah. task, client approval. That's the game. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. And yes. so you get to the point with, your clients, like as they trust you, as you do events on repeat, mm-hmm. that lessens and that's yes. so nice. But your first event, there are some clients that are like, literally, I don't care, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And then there's others that want freaking approval if one penny changes, you know? Yeah. And oh, so yeah. if you have this conversation up front, you're going to know exactly what you're in for mm-hmm. because later in the, <laughs> later in the course, and I told you this kind of like on this side, mm-hmm. I don't think this is in the course. I said, sometimes if a client is very difficult And I can tell that from this discovery call Mm -hmm. that they're just going to be riding you like crazy and like just breathing down your neck. Like what's going on? (laughs) I don't know who that client was. Yzma. I don't know. Somebody, somebody creepy that you could probably just like way, way, way overprice yourself Mm -hmm. so that they won't hire you. And if they did, you'd be like, it's $20,000. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I can deal with it. It's fine. I'll do it. You know, I can, I can sell my soul for this. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I think that's such a good point. Communication. Yes. I think that's great. And then, Something I really liked that wasn't taught, I mean, we're always taught, like, build a good relationship with your client and everything like that. But you said 
ask your client, like, what is your favorite beverage or how do you take your coffee? And it's just to make that personal touch with the customers. Um, I work retail right now. And that was like one of the big things when I was a cashier. It was like, okay, we have these five steps of a transaction. You always make a personal touch with your customer. And they, whether it's commenting like, oh my gosh, I love that bag that you're buying or that shirt is so cute. Like just making that personal touch. And like, I thought like finding out their favorite beverage to bring to day of event. I think that's fantastic. And I think clients, even at the little, like it's a little thing bringing their favorite drink, but I'm sure like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably a stressful day for them and you showing up with their drink could yeah. just make their day. Make oh it yeah. So much better. And just, and again, it's just like, I love when, don't you love when a girlfriend does that? Oh yeah. They just show up and they're like, here's a drink and a soda or like, here's a cookie yeah. or whatever. You're like, and it's funny because most of the time you ask that again in your first meeting and they're like, okay, that was random. And then you're like some magical mind reader later. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh This will pay off later. (laughs) Yeah, this will pay off later. So true. So true. Um, And then, so going to the event proposal, um, you talked about helping your clients see that you have value. Like there's a reason they should hire you as an event planner. These are, you make a list of the things you're going to do and the client's like, oh my gosh, you're going to do all of this for me for this price and I don't have to worry about it. And I think that's great. Just showing that, there is a reason why they should hire you and you're going to take all of this work off of them and you're going to do it and make the day of yes. events seem so much easier and better for them. It's so true. There's so much selling yourself and mm-hmm. it's not, I mean, you have to remember like you don't want to be salesy, mm-hmm. but you really want to like sell how you can serve them. If that makes sense mm-hmm. and say, I want to be able to have you show up and to know everything's taken care mm-hmm. of. And then during the event to know that when things are not going well, that you have no idea because they've been handled so exactly. well. That's literally the line I yes. say when I'm closing someone. I think that's so like smart verbatim. Thing. And they're like, I actually do want that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, she, you, yeah do. Of you do. <laughs> we want I this. I want this too, right? <laughs> like I want this too. And then yeah. you just make it happen. Yes. I feel like in the first episode we recorded, we talked about this emergency mm-hmm. checklist. Yes. And I love that episode because it demonstrates like as an event planner, in order to promise what I just mm-hmm. said, you have to have those things ready to go. Yeah. The jumper cables, the duct tape, the super glue, the little sewing kit, you know, mm-hmm. you have all those things so that when something crazy happens, you just like have it handled. Mm-hmm. And yes. I love, love, love that when I did an event for Jordan Page, she like lent me her fanny pack. I was oh, never a fanny pack wearer. I'm like, these are hideous and from the 80s. Yes. But I I'm borrowed sure her fanny pack. I was like, yeah, it's good, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, guess what I wear every time now for Oh, I'm sure. Freaking fanny pack. You have it right around your waist. Yeah, I'm all, oh, yeah. and I have That's like awesome. so many things in there. So many things. <laughs> I know. It's I, like lip gloss and oil sheets and like tape and all the most random oh, things. Yeah. And literally have saved so many situations. Oh, I bet. Me and, my little, me and my little fanny pack. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan Page. <laughs> um, you kind of just talked about this, but think of serving and not selling. Like when you're talking to your client, I think, I mean – if someone's just about the dollar signs, that's all your client's going to see is like all you care about is the dollar signs. You don't care really about how the event's going to go, what the client actually wants. They're just like, oh, this this girl only cares about the money. She's not here. Well, you know for- what? That's such a good point because it goes both ways. <laughs> like you could go where you're just all about like making enough money and like I don't want to get screwed over, you know, make mm-hmm. sure you're charging enough or saying yes to anything that you're undercharging mm-hmm. and then you're resentful the yes. whole time. Yeah. I can't even tell you how many people have tried to do event planning on their own before taking one of my courses or going to school for event planning. And they're like, man, I hated event planning because I was so bad at this part. And once you learn how to do it correctly, you're like, what a happy, harmonious Mm -hmm. relationship with 
getting compensated for your time. And I feel like as women, I don't know if you ever feel like this, but I used to feel so bad for charging for my time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I just love it so much. Like I can do it for yeah. free. It's not a big deal. And like now that. I'm just like, no, I spent a ton of time mm-hmm. and I've spent a lot of money on education and yes. learning from the school of hard knocks. Mm-hmm. And that's worth something. Mm-hmm. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, your time And if is- anyone ever has ever told you, like, you are so good at events, like, I wish – if or anything, you're so good at makeup, you're so good at hair, like, I wish you'd come decorate my house, that's probably a marketable skill that you could be selling and making money and compensating yourself for your talents. Yeah. There's I, nothing wrong with that. No. I make these little crafts, and I probably undersell myself because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel so bad. Like, because I just people. love it. Yeah, and it's like, it's fun for me, but it's like, no, I'm putting my time, I'm putting my heart, I'm yes. buying the supplies. Like, yes. I need to – Make sure that. Did you just have an aha moment right now? Yes, I've had. I love it. (laughs) She's like, I am doing that. Guilty. I love that. I love it. And I really do feel like it's the message that women need to hear is that if you guys feel like you want to bridge this Mm -hmm. dollar gap, Mm -hmm. do it for yourself. You know what I mean? Do yeah. it for yourself. Charge what you're worth. There's so yeah. many women who are entrepreneurs and we're just like, oh yeah, there's such a discrepancy. It's like, you're setting your own freaking prices. Yeah. You're the one who can change that. Yes. Price. You, you gotta- are setting it. Like I'm not talking about every scenario, obviously, but in a lot of them, you are setting your own prices. Yeah. Let's bring that dollar up together, women. Exactly. We got this. <laughs> we're worth it. We deserve it. Yes, we do. And then okay. I- final thoughts. Final um, thoughts. So I think setting up a you said set up a follow-up date and time. And I think that you said this gives you permission to follow up. So it's like you're giving yourself, you're like, okay, I can actually reach out to this client again. I did tell them I was going to call at this certain time. I'm not being the annoying one. We both agreed upon yes, follow-up. Yes, and that- so true. Like once you deliver mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, I'm going to think about this. Say, okay, great. I would love to follow up with you mm-hmm. in 48 hours. Exactly. And, then and think it over. If you have any questions, you know, you have my number and I'll reach out in a few days and we'll mm-hmm. kind of go from there. Yeah, exactly. I want to let you guys know that when I um, went and did summer sales many, many, many years ago, the trainer that I had said the fortune is in the follow-up. And I've heard this in multiple mm-hmm. places since. Have you heard that before? The fortune is yeah. in the follow-up. And that means that if you want to make money and close more deals – follow up with people. That's what that means. Because a lot of times you go, you put your heart on the line and you wait for them. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's not like they're like sitting and suing. They're like, I'm not going to call her back. Literally they get busy and life happens and they forget. And they're like, crap, 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 crap. And sometimes they're like, Oh, it's probably too late. I probably can't even hire her anymore. And I can't tell you how many times I've called a client back saying, Hey, I'm still thinking about you. Can I, and it's the, I think the hard thing is we don't know what to say to follow up. So let's Mm -hmm. cover that real quick. Cause this is such a good point. I think an easy thing is like, Hey, I just wanted to follow up to see if you had any questions about the proposal I sent you because it's not invasive. It's not like, so do you want to hire me? Where it's like, why don't you want to hire me? I know. What did I do do wrong? (laughs) I'm so horrible. Yeah, no, no, no. Right. We just want to follow up and say, like, I was wondering if you had any questions about the proposal. Is there any update or like any changes that we could make to make Mm -hmm. it more accommodating for you? And I think just even asking that question, you know, I'm just calling to follow up to see if you have any questions about the proposal that we went over. Yeah. And then here's the trick. Here's the trick. Once you ask, you just stay silent. (laughs) <laughs> until the other person speaks first. I don't care if it takes 10 seconds. Do not do not be like, because if you don't, nah, 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 nah. like yeah, a lot of people, lot they'll say that first line and then they're like, but it, nah, nah, nah. you know, like don't. Just wait it out. Just wait it out. Just close your mouth, count to 10 because whoever speaks first loses, promise. Like the person is going to be like, okay, yeah, I want to do it. And if you, and there's been so many times I just have to remember that. 
you say what you're going to say and then you just wait because they they're thinking, they're mm-hmm. thinking, they're yeah. not like most of the time. And again, we make it this like horrible thing in our mind. Like they're probably thinking like, how do I get this girl off the phone? I never want to talk to her again. The how did she get my number? Yeah, no, they're not thinking that they're just like, Oh yeah, the event. Okay. Let me think. Budget number. Like they're literally mm-hmm. processing and crunching numbers in their head to be like, mm-hmm. do I really want to do this? Do I want, you know, do I want mm-hmm. this to be like the best event ever? And I know that if I hire it's going to be great. Okay. Yeah. Then again, silence. You know, did you have any questions about that that I could answer? I was just following up with you. It feels like a long time. It does. But just wait it up. They're probably going to say something (laughs) because someone's going to want to fill the awkward space. Mute your phone if you have to and just be like, ah! But scream, yeah, mute it and scream if that's what you but do. But maybe don't, because if you didn't mute it, then that'd be really oh awkward. Gosh, that would be You're like, are you okay? <laughs> Sorry, my kids are watching something on Sorry, TV. Oh my gosh, kids, <laughs> be quiet. Like I didn't know you had kids. You're like, Ugh. I I'm babysitting. It's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those are our tips. I hope that that was helpful. If you would like to learn how to write a professional event proposal, I have a special deal going for you. Only if you listen to this episode, it's going to be in the link in the bio, but I want you to know that this is not hard. And my goal of this course was to give you a quick win. I want you to be able to watch this whole lesson in a day and to feel super confident getting a proposal together that you can take to somebody and feel really proud of. And they'll say, wow, that looks very professional. You're like, yeah, thanks. I made it myself, right? Yes. Oh, and then yes, you deliver it, you yes. leave it with them, and that you're getting more professional bids. I can't even tell you like the difference of just saying a quote over the phone versus being able to hand a actual packet to someone saying, here's your event, here's your dream, this is what I envision, and here's how I can help you execute it. Mm-hmm. Let me know when you want to start. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the mark of a true professional. Yes. I think, yeah, the course is great. I would suggest that. I loved going through it with Chelsea and everything like that. So I think... That's super helpful. Well, thank you so much. And as always, if you love this episode and what you're hearing, please, please tell me by leaving a review and letting me know what you would like me to cover next. We will catch you in the next episode. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.